You guys, join me in welcoming Mama Glory Kwashi. Give her some love, y'all. Um, ben, Archbishop Ben Kwashi is here for cancer treatment, and he's had his uh, surgery, and we will have chemo for the next four months or so. Thanks to our doctors, many doctors in our church, for giving their services for free, and other doctors and nurses and practitioners Incredibly generous, you guys, incredibly generous. But because we're in the same household, domicile, we can not have masks because just like your family. So anyway, Mama Gloria, tell them, tell them where you live and what do you do? I live in Jos in Nigeria, and I work with children. I look after children who are orphaned and vulnerable. Um, I teach. I cook. I'm a full-time housewife. She's well, with the church, <laughs> I have been given the privilege to lead the GAFCON Women's Network. So I think that is it. Mama Gloria has discovered 70 hours in a day. I don't know how she does it. Think about it. Every morning, 4 a.m., she wakes up. She starts a fire. While the fire's starting, she goes and does her own personal devotion that early in the morning. Then she wakes up some of the older children and they prepare breakfast for 80, and they start cooking lunch for 470 kids at a school that she started and runs as the principal of. So 80 for breakfast, 470 for lunch. Mm -hmm. Then when all the kids have eaten their breakfast, they have family devotions. Mm -hmm. Then they go off to school. Are you tired yet? They go off to school, and she's the principal, teacher, overseer. Then when that long day is over, she comes home, and she serves dinner to 80 and then all the things that you would normally do with kids, like love them and teach them God's word and look at their boo-boos and make sure they have clothing. And, and the thing I love about this is this passage, which we're about to get into. You could read uh, one of the lines here and think, well, Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon, to whom much is given, and they're going to give more. So we'll just give more to Jeff Bezos. Well, he may get more, but I think we would be wrongly reading this scripture. Uh, the Quashis make, by our standards, very little. I think 2400 a year. And yet, look what the Lord has given them. Maybe not in dollars, but in, in true, uh, God has entrusted so much to them. And that's why I thought it was just perfect, Mama Glory, that you are here. Again, we're not here to put you on the pedestal. We're here to put Jesus on the pedestal. Amen. But we want to acknowledge that he has given you, he's entrusted you with so much. Mm. And you have learned to enter your master's joy. Yeah. So, help these friends. Remember we talked about bookends when you go to a scripture? You don't just dive in on it. You could get in a really weird place if you do that, mm. like diving into the middle of a movie or TV show. What's happening right before the parable of the talents? Mama Glory, look what, in uh, 2513. Yeah. What I see happening here is verse 13 says, Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day nor the hour. Mm. Day, or, day or hour of what, Mama Glory? Uh, the, the coming... Uh, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God here, and he's coming about his, he's talking about his return. Mm. And the, the parable he was talking before this particular one that we're going to be talking about was that of the, the virgins, the foolish and the wise. And at the end of it, he told them, you know, to keep watch because nobody knows the time. Nobody knows the hour nor the day. Yeah. So it will be wise for us to keep watch. Don't worry about that ear thing. If it falls off, I'll get you a mic. Okay. okay. And so what's the other bookend? So right before we, we see that the Lord 
has said that the temple's going to be destroyed. Uh, they're talking about when the Son of Man will come back. And he says, no one knows, not even the Son, only the Father knows, but stay awake. But on the back side, look in um, Matthew 25, 31 and 32. So I want you to share with them the back side of this story. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a, sheep, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And so while a lot of Christians get caught up as, you know, when is the Lord coming back? And they always have these ideas. We know the Lord will not come back until the gospel has been spread throughout the entire planet. But the thing we most should be concerned about is the final judgment. It says the Son of Man comes, uh, they'll gather all the nations, and he's going to separate people just as a shepherd would separate the sheep from the goats. Mm. And so in light of that, the parable of the talents is Jesus telling us, whispering to us through a parable of how we should live in light of his appearing. How do we live for Christ and his kingdom at this time until he comes back Hmm. and and sits on his glorious throne? So Hmm. with those bookends acknowledged, we go right to the the passage. Hmm. If you have your Bible or smartphone app, go to Matthew 25, 14. Starts out, Mama Gloria, I like it. It says, for it, for it, Hmm. it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. And when the scripture says, for it will be like a man going, what are they referring to? For the kingdom of God. Oh, yes. That's exactly what our series is on. Yes. So the kingdom of God is like this. You want to know what the kingdom of God looks like? It's like this. It's like a man going on a journey. But not just any man. He clearly was a man who had great wealth. And what did he do? The man that was uh, portrayed here is a very rich man, very wealthy man. And he gives to, he calls his servants and he gives them, uh, he entrusted. I would rather use the word entrusting because it is his wealth that he decided to give to his servants. Mm. So he entrusted his gifts to his, uh, to his uh, servants. And the other thing is he didn't tell them what to do. He just entrusted and went away. I love that word entrusted. We actually did a sermon series about five years ago called Entrusted. Like the Bible says, what do you have? What do you have that you've not received? You know, I love that other scripture. Naked I came into the world, naked I'll leave. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And for those of you who are not from the South, naked I came into, my, into the world and naked I will leave. But we say in the South, we say naked, naked. You come in with nothing, you leave with nothing. Praise be God. The question is, that is not whether the Lord's entrusted you. This parable makes it clear, whether it's five talents, two talents, one talent. It's still a lot of money. A talent was 20 years' wages. Mm. But the master who owns all these things, our master's wealthy, isn't he? Mm -hmm. What does the Bible say? He owns all the silver and all the gold. He owns the cattle cattle. on a thousand hills. What do you have that you've not received? Mm -hmm. The earth is the Lord's and everything that is therein. But anyway, he entrusts to his servants Mm -hmm. certain property. And so, Mama Glory, they they mention three men in this parable. Mm -hmm. A five, a, a, a two, and a one. One had five, the other one had two, 
and the other, the last person had one. What I like with that was he gave them according to their abilities. One would have said, I, I was just thinking, if the last person was given the five, anyway, we'll get to that. Mm. But he gave them according to their abilities for them to do whatever they will do. Mm. Apparently the Lord, in this case the master, but it's a parable. Mm. Apparently the Lord is very serious about his kingdom growing. Mm. And so he is going to give his gifts, whether it's money or time or other gifts for, for uh, acts of ministry, service. He gives them so that the kingdom will grow. Mm -hmm. And as the father who owns all these things, he has every right to give his gifts or talents or graces as he sees fit, right? Even the gifts of the Spirit, it says he gives them according to his own pleasure, not mm -hmm. as something you choose. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you've got one guy has five talents, two talents, one talent. Mama, I, I, I say, well, isn't that unfair? That poor man who only got one little old talent. <laughs> Would you be complaining if somebody gave you 20 years wages? You know, if the government made a mistake on your, uh, what's that little thing they gave us a couple months ago? Stimulus. stimulus. Yeah, I like a stimulus. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> If you, if you got your stimulus, stimulus check and there's 20 years wages in there, you wouldn't be complaining, would you? You wouldn't have a bitter heart, would you? So everybody here is really blessed. Mm -hmm. Pick the story up, Mama Gloria. Okay. Um, 18. 18. The, okay, sorry. Yeah. But the man who had received uh, 18... So the man who has five talents, he, he goes and he invests them and he makes lots of money. The man mm. who has two talents mm. goes and invests them and makes lots of money. But the third man, what did he do? That's oh. where verse 18 comes Okay. In. Oh, the third man is it's not verse 18. Anyway, the third man went and hid his, his treasure that was given to him, his talent or his bag of gold, as we read here. He went and hid it. Mm. I, I was thinking also that um, he did not want to do anything. But even that not wanting to do something was working. In Hausa, we will say he did Aikimbanza. And you know what Aikimbanza is? No. Worthless work. Oh. Useless work. He didn't invest as the other people. So, but he still did something. And what was the worth of what he did? Nothing. So I think we've gone uh, past those who have done something to the person who has not right. done anything. Right. Could we go back a little bit sure. to those who have... You're driving the train. Go ahead. <laughs> to those who have, you know, used their, their talents. The master did not tell them what to do. He just gave and went away. But they used their initiatives they went right away. Uh, the first person went right away and began to invest his talent and his gift. The next person did the same. I was also thinking that this last person, was he not seeing these people when they were using their talents? Yeah. I was just wondering. But he decided to do what he thought was the right thing. And when they did that, when they invested, Again, I was thinking they were investing to make some gain so that when the master comes back, 
he could take the initial money or initial whatever he had given to them and then would have left them with the gain so that they will continue with the investment. But what we heard here is a different thing. The master saw what they did. He returned everything, the main gift, and what they had gotten upon it, he gave it all to them. What a gain. And I feel like we're in a presidential election. There should be a moderator here with buttons, okay? But <laughs> Mama Glory, so the thing that really struck me is he did go away. He did go away. And we saw how they reacted. The one with five talents, two talents. They invested it and made more, right? Because they had a, a heart for the master. But the man, the man who only had one talent, his problem wasn't only that he only had 20 years of wages. That's not his problem. The problem no. was he was bitter. The problem was he had a hard heart. And it says in verse 19, it says, so the master went away. But then it says, now after a long time, mm -hmm. after a long time, the master of those servants came and he settled accounts. And there are two things I want you to grab there. Mm -hmm. After a long time, after a long time, maybe you're like me. Maybe there's something or someone you've been praying and praying and praying and praying for. And you're like, come on, God, what the heck? God, I fasted, I prayed. How many times do I have to tell you this? And we start to grow a bitter heart. And so it's not by accident. It's not by accident. The Lord, he dances to his own time, right? He may be slow. What does it say? He may be slow, but he's always on time. But maybe you this morning have been praying and praying and praying about a situation or a person. And, and really what's happened, instead of continuing in prayer and knowing that God is Father and that God is good, You've slipped, I know because I've done this, you slip into getting a bitter heart, much like the, the third man. But what we do know is, after a long time, what happened? The master returned. He did return, and so will our master. And you say, well, Lord, where are you? How come you haven't come back? I thought you were going to come back in one generation. Hmm. And the scripture tells us why. The scripture tells us why, right? He wishes hmm. that none would perish. Hmm. He, the gospel's not been spread through the whole world. He wants everyone to hear the great news of a loving father who wants all to come. And so he delays his return, not because he's lazy or he doesn't care. He delays his return because he loves those that are lost. But when he does return, what happens, Gloria? You won't hear there this in some be, modern churches. They won't say this. They'll, they'll exit out. Uh, there, there will be account giving. Each person must give account. And we see this clearly here. And when he comes... Those who have heed to what, what he has given, those who have used, they will receive what everybody is waiting for. Every Christian should be expecting well done, faithful, good and faithful servant. We are all servants, and that is what we are expecting. Nobody among us will be expecting to be thrown out. We are expecting the master to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your father's rest. Mm. So, and we also know that doing the work of God is really entering his rest. And many people have asked me, how do you do this? How do you feed children? How could you wake up early in the morning? And I tell you, I've not been able to give the reason. But just to know that just entering into my father's work is the rest. I cannot see a suffering child and have rest. 
So that is part of how God has helped me to enter his rest until, and I'm waiting for the day he will welcome me back. Yeah. So that is what I want to encourage people with to know that entering into our real rest is being, you know, using what God has given us. You know, being in a mainline denomination for so many years, uh, we would never have preached on the fact that the Lord is going to settle accounts. We say, well, you know, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. It's true. That's mm -hmm. true. But the Lord does care how we live. He does care. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 2.10, most people don't even cite that. He has created good works for us to walk in. And he does care how we use our time on earth. He does care how we use the gifts and graces, whatever those gifts and graces are. He cares, and he wants to see, are, are you going to serve him or are you going to serve yourself? Serve him or serve yourself. So there is going to be a day mm. of judgment. There will be a day where accounts will be settled. Mm. And God is a just God. He's a loving God. And so he, he will settle accounts. Mm. Ultimately, we're so grateful that Jesus did pay in full on the cross mm. for, for, for the way we missed the mark and the way we are selfish. But the encouragement here is to live for the king, live for the kingdom. Mm. Well, let's go on. So two of them heard, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Mm. You've been faithful over a little. I will mm. set you over much. Mm. Enter into the joy of your master. Mm. But what is the heart of the third man, Mama Gloria? Mm. What did, he, he became accusatory mm. to his master. The, the third man, verse 24, says, Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man. Harvesting where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid, and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. Mm. Even that man knew that what he had belonged to the master. There is nothing we have that has not been given to us, that has been said. But... The, the, what I saw from that man is the situation of his heart. As Ben would always tell the children, we do, you know, when we're teaching children, we help them to know that there is nothing you have. He has not worked for that bag of gold that he received. It was given to him. But see what the way to pay the master is to say, I know you are a hard, and so the situation of his heart was the real matter. He was not a grateful man. As much as he was lazy, he was an ungrateful person. And Ben will say, an ungrateful person is a dangerous and wicked person. Say it again, Mama. It's a wicked and dangerous person. An ungrateful person is a wicked and dangerous person. And we see this here. Ingratitude brought this man to this position to say the master was wicked. If I, there is much to say really about this. How sometimes we make excuses. Even over our lives, over our time, we make excuses. After giving the excuses, what did he do? He went about digging, using all his intellect. Let me hide it, let me do this. Instead of investing it. Yeah. I, I was thinking the time he spent in all of that, would have been used the other way. Even if it is half of what those other people did, it would have brought something to the master, bringing something to the kingdom, enhancing the kingdom of God. But that was not his case. 
Yeah, and you can see where sin hardened this man's heart to the point where he's accusing his master. In our case, it would be accusing the Lord of things that are not true. He's actually deceived. Mm -hmm. He's deceived. And so how does the master answer this wicked and slothful servant? So the master said, verse 26, 26, his master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have, you, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. Yeah, Jesus calls him out, doesn't he? The foolishness of his action. He called him wicked. You see, when somebody is not grateful, then it's right. The person will be wicked. Ingratitude is wickedness. And he's lazy. He's lazy towards his master's bidding. Towards what will interest his master, what will add more to his master. He's lazy over that. So, and that was what the master said. And then we transition because times are wasting. But mm. in verse 28 and 29, it really reminded me of King Saul, the first king of Israel, who was an amazing man, right? He was amazing. He had great wealth. He had everything. He was good looking. He was tall. He was this and this and this. But King Saul was a wicked man. And so God ripped, he ripped his kingdom away from him and gave it to a little shepherd boy named David. Mm-hmm. And so we see this pattern of uh, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. And he says, everyone, to everyone who has, verse 29, to everyone who has will be more given. And he will have an abundance. But the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And then what's, what is the, uh, as we close here, it says, it says, cast the worthless servant into outer darkness. And that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So there is a judgment when the Lord settles accounts. Some, he says, well done a good and faithful servant, Mm. and others who have a bitter heart towards the Lord and live their lives only for themselves Mm. and their own accumulation. He says, you are a wicked and slothful servant, Mm. and there is judgment. So, Mama Gloria, imagine we're in the elevator with you. You've never met us. Mm. We're in a hotel. Mm. We're six feet apart, or as close as we can be. We have our mask on. We're up in the elevator, and she sees your nice dress. And she says, oh, you're from Nigeria. Yes, I'm from Nigeria. So it's great. She says, could you explain this to me? What is the application? Because this is a parable, uh, but the Lord wants us to apply it in our lives. So I would ask you to apply it to your life. You're in the elevator. Tell us in 30 seconds, what's the point here? What is the Lord trying to drive home? What is the Lord teaching you? I would say, you know, my life, as Rick Warren puts it, my life is a trust to me. Whatever I have is entrusted to me by God. And it is a test because I will give account. The day of reckoning is coming. But that it is a temporary assignment. No matter how long it is, it's not going to be long. How many years? 100 years? 200 years? How long? It's so short. But there is day of accounting. And I think that we should live remembering that there is a day to give account of everything. And then I walk out of the lift. (laughs) The lift, I love it. 
And Mama Gloria, again, I, I share with you, Americans always love to put people on a pedestal or knock them down. That's what we seem to be good at. Either raise somebody up, oh, they're so great, or say what a, what a, what a devil they are. So I don't want to put you on a pedestal, but I do want to acknowledge what the Lord has done in your life and through you. And the amazing thing is, if, and she's barely told you the, the things the Lord has entrusted to her hand. Honestly, she said for years it would be three hours of sleep a night. But the thing that I grasp was so powerful, especially this week as we studied this, is that there's no sense of, oh, poor me, I'm so tired. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what the sense is? You, you sense it. Joy. She's entered her master's joy. So God says his word is, is not burdensome, it's our very life. Mm-hmm. And so the call from the master to, to join him, to come onto the field, if you will, mm-hmm. is not some heavy burden. It, it's actually an invitation to joy. And Mama Gloria, again, we understand it's only what Jesus is doing in and through you, but we see it. Not a heavy burden, but we see the joy of the Lord. And for mm-hmm. that, we give the Lord thanks. Mm-hmm. Can you close us in prayer and then we'll go? Our Lord and our God, we thank you very much for the privilege to sit at your feet, to hear you speak to us, to rebuke us where necessary, encourage us, and teach us again that we will not just be hearers, but doers of your word. We ask, O God, that your Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts again, even as we live. So that what you want us to do, oh God, you will remind us to do and to find joy in doing it. To the honor and praise of your name, that your kingdom will increase. We pray for those who are looking unto you, Lord, please hear our prayers. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.